tell them to bring me my money. Okay, we are back. It is the It's Just Money podcast, season two, episode seven. Week three of college football and week two of the NFL are here. Um, we are happy to be back. Weird week. Boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to touch on, um, both team-wise, uh, rivalry-wise, um, and just in general in college football, what's happening is pretty crazy in the Midwest and where we're from, so we will jump into it, but first, let's introduce the boys. They are all here. Let's talk to JP first this week. JP, how are we? Uh, shit week, shit couple days, shit season, <laughs> worthless time. If anybody knows how to get in touch with uh, the European version of football, I'd be very happy and uh, very honored to take that up instead of the shit I watch on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, three beers deep already, in case you were wondering, because I can't do the shit sober. Hey, starting off the week uh, a little hot, a little in the down. Let's jump to uh, maybe the middle before we jump to the high side. Reese, how are we? Hey, guys. Good to be here. Good to hang out with you guys again. Good. See, that's all nice. And then let's go to the... Uh, the other guy, Jake. Jake, uh, how's it going, buddy? Man, it's like you're down. Like, you don't want to see me happy. I, I can tell by the tone in your voice, but you know what? It's been that kind of uh, it's been that kind of season. I'm not out here pleasing people, so I am fantastic. That's all I gotta say. Okay. Well, let's just uh, let's just go into it. We'll talk about week two of college football. It's in the books. A lot of crazy shit happened. In the general college football world, you have a lot of upsets, especially the night games had a lot of upsets. A couple during the day, afternoon games had a couple there, here and there. Um, but let's talk about the main focus. Let's get the Cyhawk talk over. What are our takeaways? Gentlemen, let's start with JP. Uh, it's the worst offense in America, literally and statistically. Uh, it still somehow should have won at one point. They could have gone up 14-3. But then you're like, ah, well, they fumbled at the one-yard line, too. So it kind of evens itself out, whatever. Even still, just a bad football team. End of the day, it's a bad football team. Uh, and it's sad that it took that much and that hard for, you know, all that shit to happen to realize change needs to happen in some way. So I just don't – I don't know what, to, what you can hide behind if you are Kirk right now. I don't know what you can hide behind and continue to say the stuff you're saying when everything in the world has proven you wrong. Uh, I love Kirk. I'd die on a hill for him. If he told me to do 14 jumping jacks on a pile of fucking nails, I would. But at some point, this cannot become the end of the Hayden Fry era where we just go downhill. So, um, yeah, I mean, it. that's a game you should always win. You should always win that game. And did we deserve to win? No, but you still should have won. So, I mean, odd. Yes, Shave's smiling because, like, I feel like I've hit this on the head, though. Like, you cancel no, out the fumbles I, on I'm the not, one. I'm not disagreeing with any Interceptions or interceptions. That shit happens. Uh, so you can't be like, oh, well, they got one. That, that's different. That's a decision made by quarterback. Fumbles are a lot different. Um, you block two punts, and you start inside the 44 times, and you get seven points. Literally, statistically, the worst offense in America. Oh, about 90 yards worse than New Mexico State and people like that. It is laughable, but it's so, like, mind-boggling. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. 
What about okay. where is your stance on Petrus before we go to Shafe? Where is your stance? Because Kirk came out after the game saying that there hasn't been enough help around him to make a fair evaluation or along those lines. Hey, he's just um, lying to himself. No, uh, he's <laughs> lying to himself. Though, has there been enough help around him? No. Has the offensive line been good? No. But when you watch live, the amount of throws that he missed that should be made, if he makes those throws, he's still bad. And But if he makes those throws, we I mean, there's times where we just walk down the field because they're like, beat us. I fucking dare you. And he couldn't. He couldn't. And so it's like, well, what? Like, he's just lying to himself. I think he, like, I trust Kirk, but he's also done this with Jake Christensen before Stanzi. He did this. Uh, yeah, with Rudock and Vanderbilt before Bethard. Yeah, he's done this before. So nobody's surprised. But this is the hardest, hardest he's ever worked to be right. And he just won't be. And what happened, what's going to happen is Peaches is either going to be absolutely horrific again on Saturday or he's going to be good. And be like, well, he had a pretty damn good day. I'm wondering, like, a uh, confidence. Shut the fuck up. It's Nevada. You're going to get beat by Rutgers and then Michigan by 40 the next week. Like, it just, there's no up. I don't see the up he's- from here. Is Padilla really that bad? Because like that's got to be no, a takeaway he, from somebody or some group of fans. He wasn't great. He had about uh, like a fifty percent completion percentage in his two starts last year, or three starts uh, with two touchdowns, and I think I can't remember exact stats. Uh, but his drop percentage like forty six right now. Uh, <laughs> but his drop percentage last year was like eighteen percent of the passes he threw were drops. So if he would have gotten all those in that game, he would have had a 70% completion percentage. So yes, but he's not a huge upgrade. He's just mobile. So I don't okay. know. I mean, well, let's hear from the other side a little bit more of a positive note. Kids smiling ear to ear. Um, Jake, what was your takeaways from your 10 to seven win in Kinnick? <laughs> why, are you, why are you saying 10 to seven? Like it was like, oh yeah, you won 10 to seven. No, that was exactly what was... I mean, it's not like you won 34 yeah, to 6. It was, that was an awful fucking football game. It was an football game. Football game. <laughs> yeah. It was awful. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. This, this is good. This is good. Well, <sighs> you know, we could have. And I don't want to say we could have because, like JP said, you know, it, it's a give and take. We both fumbled on our own one yard line. I mean, we did it first like three times and they still couldn't score, but that's it's whatever. Back picks to end the first half. Whatever. Exactly. Um, picks are picks. You throw that ball. Fumbles aren't. I, I, I have pondered on this. And of course, I would love to win 35 to 7, whatever. But to do it the way that we did. We literally beat Iowa at their own fucking game. You force them into bad turnovers. You dare them to beat you. You fuck it. They fuck up on special teams. I thought Tory Taylor, like Tory Taylor was good, but like some of those touchbacks were fucking huge for like momentum standpoints, not getting backed up on our one yard line. He, I've seen him kick those a hundred times. He doesn't usually do that. Okay. And then we go down. On the one touchdown we need, first play of that drive, a fucking quarterback sneak. We go six third down conversions, 99 yards, 12 minutes long. We are literally, we should have came out in the black and gold, like the way we fucking played. It was insane. And then on top of all that, I thought one turnover was going to win the game, let alone fucking three. We forced that team into bad situations. Should have fucking ended it on a force fumble. It's whatever. I mean, I'm not. It is what it is. Should have been ended there. 
not going to complain about it. But absolutely to beat their, them at their own game in Kinnick for Campbell's first win against Iowa, it took nine years off my life and then gave me an extra five. But God damn it, it was so ugly that it was so fucking beautiful. Looking back on it, I, I'm never going to rewatch the game. That's how bad it was. But man, I couldn't come up with a better way to win because I don't, it's like what they did to us last year, basically, just forced us into bad turnovers and everything like that. But oh, man, oh, man. I'll, 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 uh, I'll just keep it at that because <laughs> I, like I like to keep things in mind last it's year. It's okay. Hey, you got to take your glory. We got, we'll give no, you the floor. No, I, I, I just vividly remember. I don't forget things. And I'll pull a quote from last year. <laughs> wasn't from a magazine. wasn't from a news article. It was from a Snapchat. It was... JP's girlfriend posting a video of JP screaming at the TV, let's put it on these bums. That stung <laughs> with me for 365 goddamn days. And to finally beat him in this fashion, I have all the respect for JP. I've exchanged some kind words Saturday night. But fuck me, that feels great. But now, hey, that 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 is done. I'm done talking about it. I'm not the dude to post nine different shit on Twitter. I'm done. I'm not tweeting about anything. I think that there's a whole bunch of fucking season left that's much more important. But I definitely enjoyed it on my Saturday night. We'll keep it at that. I'm going to keep it PG. Okay. There it is. There's the Cyhawk wrapped up for the year. He said he's not going to mention it again. So every time he does, I'm going to put a buzzer off. Um, before I go into mine, let's do betting re- recaps. Obviously, mine's going to be a little bit elongated, and I sure, I'm sure it will turn into some sort of a conversation. Um, Reese, been quiet for a while. Tell us about your betting weekend. Uh, coming off the hot weekend last weekend wasn't my best. Uh, went three and six. Uh, so I'm went down. I was I'm only down two and a half units though because I went big on USD, thankfully. Uh, but with the first big win with the uh tail JP with the Northwestern uh Duke under, which was a sweater till the very end, thank God. Uh Hull fumbled the ball literally on the half yard line and Duke recovered in the end zone those that wouldn't have hit. Uh then the USC hit and then the big win was I had uh Jamar Chase anytime touchdown. Uh they went to him five different times in that game. They just couldn't get it to him, couldn't get to him. And they got it to him at the very end to tie it. So that was a big rush to um on my Sunday but and um I mean West Virginia they just they lose by 13 in overtime. They also cost me in my parlay, um, and yeah, it just wasn't the wasn't the best weekend ever. The NFL man, why the fuck do I think I should have bet in the week one of the NFL? Just completely wrong on all three of my games. The uh, Colts Colts go tie with the Texans. At least they came back and had a shot at the end. Um, and then the over in that Bucks Cowboys game was nowhere close the whole time. Um, and then. Panthers money line, there was at least a little bit of life with that one. Uh, Baker came back and he struggled to start and everything like that. But that Carolina defense is just so bad. Jacoby Brissett was doing anything he wanted that whole game. Um, but like I said, they at least had a chance to, they were ahead at the end and they just couldn't stop Brissett with a minute 11 left in the quarter. Kobe, uh, on the clock. And He's fucking the just marched down and Kay York hit like, what, a 50 some yard to win it? And it's like, God damn it. He like, that was right after the anytime touchdown for Jamar Chase. So I kind of went out of myself a little bit, but 
the uh, Jamar Chase anytime was a was a big free bet that I get. So um, that that makes me feel a little bit better myself. But wasn't my best weekend. But we're here for a bounce back. There it is. Uh, okay, JP, how did your betting weekend go? Uh, two and three in college football. Uh, four and three overall on the weekend. Uh, I was two and zero oh on Sunday, uh, and straight up wrong on one college football game. Uh, I still think UCF should have won that game. They look like shit in the second half. Uh, but I'll bite the bullet on West Virginia. That's just tough. But four and three. I mean, I'm. It's a winning record. That's winning money. So I can't be mad at that. Uh, Up in units, baby. Yeah, I'll take that. Four and three. Okay, four and three. That's a. Hey, you're up. That's all you got to take away from it. Uh, Schaefer, how did your betting weekend go? Also pretty good. Uh, right before the game, we're sitting at the bar, and I think it was, yeah, it was like 10 minutes beforehand, and I'm already just juiced up, and fucking I see Bama gets the ball down one, and I couldn't have picked my phone up any fucking faster. I got two units on that thing. Um, yeah. Bama minus 110 to go win the game uh, with a minute left on the money line. So that already started off my day pretty well. Uh, and then as far as my picks are concerned, I think I went two and one, two and one. Yeah. USC was good. Michigan state was good. Wisconsin, not good, <laughs> not good at all. Um, and then uh, I guess I went three and one with the picks. I didn't give out because I did have Iowa under 21 and a half points. Uh, I just didn't didn't want to bring up on the pod last Tuesday. I didn't want to really number one jinx myself. Number two, stir up the pot. So you, I guess I basically went four and two. I think I lost a live bet um, Saturday night. So pretty pretty solid. That is solid. Let me flip the table for you really quick. Uh, <laughs> went two and three in the picks that I gave out. So not the worst record in the world. However, I made it two and four on Sunday with a big play. I tried to hit to turn it around. Didn't hit. Um, so it is what it is. However, all three of my losses were favorites that lost the football game. I think that's a pretty crazy thing to come by. Florida minus five loses to Kentucky at home. Wisconsin minus 17, which somebody on this podcast said was a lock. Fucking idiot. Yeah, we're um, putting you in timeout later. For I, that. Tailed, I, tailed, I tailed that one too. I was like, you're hey, in timeout for that one. one. That, that, that was tough. That, that was, was tough. <laughs> I, I was like, that half of that game was fucked. I was, and I was like, nobody to go quote for quote. I'm like, huh? I, I mean, I, I'm leaning Wisconsin. I don't know about it. No, that's a fucking <laughs> yeah. lock. I'm like, that's, all right, let's go. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put you in timeout during one of these segments. But you're it's not because you lost the bet. It's because you said locks of all locks of the lock yeah, of the year. Yeah, that so was, that's that's it. If you would have lost, everybody, but Albert Einstein got every question right. I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> Albert Einstein misses questions. Um, anyway, the other one was Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. Didn't work. Instead of like taking all of your picks, you should have taken all the other opposite picks money lines. Yeah. You would yourself some money. <laughs> I would have won a bundle. I would have won a bundle. I would do that every time. Damn. <laughs> so whatever I'm going to take, take the opposite. Got it. Um, <laughs> No, K-State, I hit on uh, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. They rolled Missouri. That was, that was a great uh, game. They rolled me. And then Vodtech, Steamwalk, Boston College. Enter Sandman's just too powerful. I like that play. And then the parlay of all plays obviously lost, but, I mean, that's not. The parlay of all plays lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a run. So the parlay didn't hit. 
Um, and then Sunday, the NFL, I took the Panthers, hoping Baker would, I don't know, show his nuts to the sideline like the good Kansas Jayhawks. Didn't, lost the football game, is what it is. Um, but we move on. We learn, we live, and we bounce back. So we are now here, and I need to go into Nebraska's 45-42 to loss against Georgia Southern in Lincoln on a night game. Did you go to the game? I was there. <laughs> Great atmosphere. It had no business being the way it did. Um, fans were there the entire time. Uh, the first thing I sent in after it happened was I really feel I said I deserve better, but like I re- truly think this entire fan base deserves better. And I'm not saying better than like you know national championship, big tension. I'm just saying competitive games and wins against teams that we should dominate. Um, it is what it is at this point. Obviously, you wake up, Scott Frost gets f- uh, fired the next day. He sealed his own fate. You can't lose to Georgia Southern at home when you're on the hot seat to begin with. I had a little glimmer of hope for him because I thought if he went and beat North Dakota, did his business against Georgia Southern, and then somehow we beat Oklahoma, that you know things would cool off a little bit, and then we'd make a bowl game. Good things would come from it. It didn't. <laughs> it did not happen. Um, we gave up 647 yards of offense to Georgia Southern in Lincoln. Our defense couldn't stop a runny nose. They rolled. They didn't even have to walk. They could roll down the field because it was it was we couldn't tackle. Ninety five percent of the time, the plays went dead is because they went out of bounds. Um, we just couldn't come up with the play. I think they went eleven for twelve on third downs. They didn't get to third down that often, even. Um, they crazy stat. looked crazy stat. insane. Kyle Van Trees did not give a fuck that that game was in Lincoln. He didn't. He threw every ball perfectly. Two diving catches that sealed the game for him. Basically one at the end that led to the quarterback draw. Um, And then everything winds up with us on the uh, prowl for a new head coach, which I have ideas of who I would like. Um, Number one for me would be, I hope it works out with Mickey Joseph. I hope Mickey Joseph somehow can make himself a head coach. He's coached at every level, NAI D2, D3, Division I FCS, and now FBS. Uh, recruited guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Those were both his class. So obviously he has some recruiting power. He has all the tools that he can in a deep pocket at Lincoln. So he's got everything in front of him. He's got nine games to prove himself. But there are other names on the list that could take over in Lincoln. And I think one of them, which would not be on my list personally, and you can ask nor let me explain. If you don't want me to, I won't. Uh, Matt Campbell is in a shitload of talks to come to Lincoln, like a shitload. Well, do I think you would do it? Yeah, but oh, he, I don't. But here's the deal: we just want you to explain one tweet. What's the guy's name? Crowder. So Crowder, there's like a you know like the memes oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff outside. So the, explaining that tweet uh, is it saying that hiring Campbell would be like hiring? Uh, Riley, or is it saying that I think I read it as I think Matt Campbell will have the same legacy as Mike Riley at the end of his coaching career? Where he had overall, or like he had shining moments, he had shining moments, you felt like he could turn around, um, but then he could never win the big one and shit fell apart. But But, it's too early to say, I really feel like that could happen for sure. I don't think Mike Riley had a losing record at Oregon state, a losing record at Nebraska, went to two bowl games and gave Nebraska their first losing season in nine years. Campbell's a good team. That's won that. Three or four games. He had an overall, 
he had an overall losing record at Nebraska. The first year that he was at Nebraska, we were 8-0, ranked 7th in the country, playing in Wisconsin. We had a great year under Mike Riley's first year. But that's year. not his we were team. It. it doesn't matter. It Matt doesn't Campbell's matter. first year, he was okay. Second year, not his entire team. Great. Wait, what? No, his first year they were winning three or four games because that's how bad the program was. And now he's winning seven, eight, going to Big Te- Big 12 title games. Mike Riley didn't even sniff that at Oregon State. The year, the, the year they went to the Seattle Bowl, Schaefer, how many years in was that for Campbell? Three or four. Three? Three, right? Four. So it's not all. It was the third. That was all him. That, three that year, whole Liberty thing Bowl was him. Year, that's Alamo his Bowl doing. Year. That's his team. That's his class. The Everything before him was literally him coaching a bunch of shit. And building a program that's literally never been anything. But Mike Riley took an Oregon State team that was shit and kept them shit. And then went to Nebraska and made it shit. Which was already in a good spot. Mike Riley was not good. He made that program so much worse. Bo Pliny was fine. Well, like tweets aside, I'll stick by. I do. I have no interest in Matt Campbell coming to Lincoln. He can stay where he's at. It's two different worlds. Well, that's that's fine. But we just wanted wanted – Context on what the sign meant. Think you're gonna be Fifteen different ways. You okay? Okay. So there. All right. Now I'll ask my question. So you and other Nebraska fans who don't want Matt Campbell, don't want the man who has been since the college football playoff started in the college football playoff rankings twenty-five times more than your school. I just that with you're talking. You're I comparing say, against our worst stretch in in school history. But that's where you are. You're no that's, longer that's that That's where we are right now. That's where we are right now. You know what I see, Matt Campbell? I see a guy who had everything going for him, his players back, all of his impact players back, and went seven and five. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's a fair – what's the word I'm looking for, Reese? That's very fair. Criticism. And, I said, that's and I've also said uh, – yeah. and we can debate it more after this year. I also said this is his biggest year of his career because we're going to decide how the turnover is. And so far, knocking on wood, we're staring eight to ten wins square in the face. And our first win. If over you the get University fucking ten wins, I yeah, will come on, I'll jump in the river. I think have you guys been watching the Big Twelve? Just curious. Yeah, Just no, curious. I have. But you are not that good of a team. You know that, right? You have I a lot of could. holes. I could yes, will no. I just said if you do. I would jump in the Dubois River with a life vest on, and then you guys would have to fish me out so I don't die. But still. I said 8 to 10. Given the way, here's the difference. Here's the difference of what Matt Campbell plays. Example number one, Fiesta Bowl year. We win all the close games. And to everybody's argument, yes. Did he return a top five team? And they didn't go the way it happened? No. Yes, of course it happened. But the difference was, was those close games. It's football. It happens. One team finished close games. The other team didn't. There was no sorts of talent. It was pretty much the same pool of talent. One year, we were just hotter than the other. It's intangibles. It's connections. It's team chemistry. And one year, we had it. One team, we didn't. Now, do I think Matt Campbell is, has much more ahead of himself? Absolutely. But for what this fresh team has put together in two games, you can't say – Jordan, we talked about an all-world defense last week. I said it. You said it. What, take away the stupid turnovers. That team went up and down the field. It's a freshman quarterback. But that's what so they want to get in, you I'm not to trying do. to get into Iowa State season. I'm not trying to get there. But to say that we're basing his success off, even then, he puts a band full of freshmen last year, and we damn near beat Clemson. 
in the bowl game. Like Campbell has had a chance. Clemson to couldn't win. play offense though. You, you just you beat this. You would have beaten the same two teams at Iowa last week. All world defenses and absolute shit offenses. That's that's not my point. My point is the young guys he put together last year. After all the shit talk he had, he's going against the top five defense. Everyone thought we were going to get shit stomped, and nobody thought you were going to get shit stomped. Nobody with their mind around their head. There's no way. If if people and, thought that they're psychotic, Jay. But we also have to remember if all the things that happened in the Iowa game for Iowa State offensively, I don't give a shit whether or not you walk down the field. You turn the ball over against Baylor and Texas, they're probably going to go score. They're not Iowa. Like you could end very well end up seven and five. The Big Twelve has better teams top to bottom than I would say last year. I think Texas is better than last year. I think Baylor probably should have won at BYU. I'm going to slow the brakes on Texas. I think eight and ten is enough. I'm going to slow the brakes on Texas. slow down on Texas. They're well, good. Well, now they're, way, they're better than last year. Yeah, that's the question. That's all I'm saying is they're better than last year and oh, that's enough to beat Iowa State. And this team was also, even if we get seven, eight, nine wins. This that's team overachieving. Was, uh, yeah, it was a six and five projected team with three starters back on defense. So the turnover is there. Like he can do yeah. it. I and just so, want to see the defense against an actual offense. That'll tell you more than what the first two games have told you. Well, the first the next two games aren't really going to tell you much either. To be honest, I mean, Ohio's yeah. better than, I mean, li- literally, Ohio's a better <laughs> offense than both of them you've seen. And then who's after Ohio? Baylor. And which Baylor can Baylor will tell you plenty. That's fine. I, th- I think BYU has a better defense than you do. So, I like, they may be fine. Say Kansas presents a better opportunity for our off our defense than Baylor does. You can quote me on that. Uh, I mean, I don't anyway, know how you measure that, but just trying to wrap up this talk so we can get the picks. If I had to choose three names, I like I said, my number one would be that Mickey works out. Odds that happens, not very high. Um, because he's already coming in into a year where morale's at an all-time low. He says it's not. He's gonna focus upon things. His press conference today was pretty good. Um other than that. I'd say Bill O'Brien would be my first option. Head coaching experience, both levels. Coaching the Big Ten before, took a Penn State program that was at rock bottom after the Paterno scandal, turned it around, gave him a winning football team. They're in a better place now. Um, obviously, has coaching you know, accolades. He's been the offensive coordinator at Alabama right now, for those of you who don't know who, where he's at. Um, and then third and final would be Fickle. I don't know if he's waiting for the Ohio state job or if he'll take it just because that's where he wants to go. Um, Ryan day's young though. And it doesn't look like they're slowing down anytime soon. So maybe he will, we have deep enough pockets. We're lucky enough to have that. Um, so I think whoever we get, it's going to be an elongated process. You probably won't hear anything until way, way later in the year. From what I've seen on Twitter, recruits are sticking with us just because Mickey's there. And I'm sure he was a huge part of why they were there, but a lot of things are popping up today about why Scott Frost was fired. Um, some things that were never mentioned late practices, uh, almost got the Adidas deal taken away, um, put a kid in the hospital, lost a backup player because he didn't pick up his phone, things like that that probably all contributed to him being fired along with the 16-31 and 31 record. So we'll see what happens. But we're at the bottom again. Let's uh, see what can happen from here. I guess all the pressure's off. They're an 11-point underdog is all in Lincoln this weekend. So I'm sure that will be on somebody's card. Okay, uh, couple week two storylines just to jump into. Yeah, right. we're jumping to week two recaps. Yeah. I like it. Go ahead. 
Uh, Slovis and Ewers go down with injuries. This is actually a bigger deal to Pitt than I think it is to Texas, considering Pitt, how good they looked on offense. Uh, Pitt goes down, uh, mm-hmm. loses to Tennessee in a close one in overtime. But Slovis is hurt. Ewers also goes down. I think I saw two to six weeks with an AC joint sprain. That's tough for Texas. Uh, Hudson Card was even limping around at the end of that one. Kickers missing kicks. BYU missed two game winners. Pitt missed two in regulation or would have won that game. Wisconsin misses one and had one block. And Houston with a miss late. Oh, my God. Just make your kicks. And a lot of them were chip shots. Like, inside 35 where you expect your kickers to be great that's tough to see uh so i thought that was a huge theme of the weekend you could even go into just your regular upsets we've already mentioned too with georgia southern and marshall kansas over west virginia we brushed over that app state app state is the big one uh i thought app state was gonna beat north carolina and then battle with a&m that ended up being flipped around uh if you're late to the party and you don't pay attention to college football, the Sun Belt's good. It's been good for a while. It's not the fun oh. belt anymore. They are legitimate. Uh, so start buckling up. For I've that seen one it. They're a legit program. Uh, I've seen it. They can move so, the ball, man. Yeah. Those, I mean, those are your storylines is there's big quarterback injuries, a lot of missed kicks that would have won games and you wouldn't even have to worry about overtime. Uh, looking at you, Houston, looking at you, BYU and Pitt, like you would have won those games a lot more handily. Uh, and then – uh, for week two, I also thought it's interesting if you just dive into just the overreactions in some spots. Like, does Alabama have its holes? Yeah. Do they always have one close sometime in the regular season where they lose or they win close? Everybody freaks out. A hundred percent. It's college football. These kids are 18 to 22. Slip-ups are going to happen. That's completely normal. Uh, yeah, just don't, don't just hold your horses, everybody. Things happen early. It's still early in the year. Don't go freaking out. Don't go spazzing out. Understand that these lines are gonna won't react as much, so you shouldn't react as much either. So just pay attention to that stuff. I love it. Um, okay, any other mentions of week two games that you guys think we should bring up? The other two. I was gonna say my take is I think if Ira stays in that game, I think Bama gets beat by ten. Like he was dotting balls. They looked good in the first half, but then he went out. Do you guys think that hit on him was dirty? I, hope uh, so. I didn't think so either. I don't think so. Yeah, he's an idiot. Why you are taught as a quarterback if you're going to throw a ball in somebody's face, do not jump. Yeah, go don't down. jump. Go don't even spin. He throw. spun himself into being pile driven. Yeah. What about the big call uh, on the possible safety on Devonta Smith? Do you think that was roughing the passer? Do you think anything no. should have been called? I just no, I, I don't. I think that was no, that's a football play, dude. The fuck is that? That was stupid. No, he threw that ball away. But there's a guy in the area. Just because it hit a defensive tackle's head doesn't mean it wasn't like there's Alabama had a guy in the area. Like if that defensive tackle is not standing there, it's going right to him or falling short of him. So you cannot yell. And he wasn't even down. So you're bitching and shit. And they're like, oh, Alabama homerism. They're Big 12 refs, dumb fucks. They're Big 12 refs. Hey, we've seen it before. They're dumb refs. So, yeah. But you can't it's say bias. Like, do you think no, I know. Bias? I know what you're saying. It's tough yeah. to be like. And then Texas doesn't get a bitch. Because you guys have lost games on your own accord the last five, six years. Relax. I get it would have been a big spot and everything. Shut and up. I can remember one time where Big 12 refs actually favored Texas. Um, won't bring yeah, it up. But but they can't, they can't bitch. I just don't think that's fair for them to just try to find a cop out. What Good football game, game, though. 
Excellent football game. Much better than I expected. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I really wish so, I, was, I think I was the only one rooting for Alabama in that. I was definitely rooting for Alabama. I was like, I had no I, point of anybody. Like, I didn't all, care. All these tailgates, like, that the game's on, I was like, like popping in and out. And I was like, watching, they're all cheering for Texas. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Oh, I hate Alabama. Why? Because they're good. I have no problem yeah. with a team that's really fucking good. I have no problem with the best coach of all time. I have no problem right. with a team who literally lives up to expectations every year, if not over exceeds them. And you want to cheer for a program that is full of shithole fans that usually are overreacting. And then along with that, they win that game. And then what do you really think they're the top five team in the country? No. Do you think Alabama still makes the playoff if they lose that game? Probably hate to break it to you champ, but that's probably true. Like I was cheering for the team. That was the better team that had an off day. They are the better team. They are one of the best teams in the country. That's why they won that game. True. Period. Okay. Week two um, in the books. If we think of anything as we're going along our week three picks, we will bring it up. But that time is here, and we need to talk about it. Um, I don't know if you guys have any NFL plays, but we'll save those for the very end. Let's roll into college football. I'm sure we have a lot. JP said he loved the board, so we might spend a lot of time here. Is that um, scary? It, 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 it was, took me back a little bit just because when I looked at it, I didn't immediately like, oh, this is great. And then as I kind of looked, I do it, it did end up I have eight plays. So – I kind of like the board. Um, I would I get say it. that's like in the board. Yeah, that's like in the board. You got eight plays. That's in the board. That's love yeah, in the board. I'm gonna say that's uh, anything over five. Anything over five. That's love in the board. All right, I love too. it. We love it. Then that's what I my that, I just yeah. learned it. I love it. Um, okay, let's go roundtable style. Let JP start since he has a few. I'm sure. How many do you do you have, JP? Uh, I have three finalized right now. Uh, I will have more. I'm waiting on numbers to go my direction uh, for later in the week. So I'll mention Maybe them, but four. I won't get flat numbers. I have four. Four? I Reese? I have like three. Right I got three. Okay. Jesus Christ. Maybe I have too many. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no, yeah, yeah, just the right amount, man. I'm I'll waiting on numbers then. to go my way. Um, just because I have the most, so I'll probably talk for – a general amount of time here. Uh, I'm going to take Purdue's money line at Syracuse. I'm not uh, very high on Syracuse. I think they got screwed out week one uh, against the Louisville team that doesn't have that many offensive weapons to to go with Cunningham. I think TJ Sheffield, Tyron Tracy, and Charlie Jones, who kind of turned it up last week in their dominant win over Indiana State, I think they figure it out. I don't think the Carrier Dome's too much for a Big Ten team with that talent, um, a team that still controls their own destiny a bit. And I think they come in and take it. It's a pick them, and I'll just take Purdue's money line. All right, well, we're going head to head this week. So I'm going down to the Carrier Dome, and I'm repping the Orange. Perfect. Wait, you have to? Are you betting on them though? Absolutely. Oh, let's go. We got a bet for or whatever you want to call it. Gotta, I am. Look at versus matchup. First one of the week. Like oh, whatever. First one of the week. I have a couple. This is fun though. This is I like. I like it. Versus. I'm gonna have this is good. I'll take I'll take the Big Ten versus the ACC every day. I can't find I, uh, it on. I, I will find it later, but I I actually was thinking about this game a lot, and the only thing that kind of kept me away from taking Purdue at this very moment is Syracuse has been really good at game, home right? on defense uh, the last couple of years. The ability to just slow teams down. I don't like you said, Parks. I don't think that Louisville one is really a tell. Of right, I didn't more tell of Louisville than it was Syracuse. Uh, Purdue's defense is all right at bet. Like they're, they're all right. They'll do it enough. Uh, Sean Tucker is a worry. And then the quarterback as well for Syracuse's name is, uh, 
slipping my mind right at the moment, but I think that's a very confident team at home and it's not a scary environment, but a confident team at home is just the only thing keeping me back. But I do like O'Connell. I do like Purdue's weapons. I think that's the better football team, but we'll see. Well, I just, I just want to see as the week goes, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's a hell of a football game, right? Like that's, that's one. Nobody tells one of the better ones of the weekend. Not saying much, but. That's I'm dropping 18 bucks on tickets, man. You better believe that Kerry Duncan be packed. <laughs> that place is gonna be fucking bumping. Reese is sitting 50 yard line, four rows up, 18 dollars. Probably. Um, okay, that's my play. You know, Reese, you will t- we'll count that as Reese's. He has Syracuse money line, so we're going head to head. We'll see what happens. I like my chances. The versus. Um, okay, Schaefer, the quiet one on the other side. Give us a play. Oh, I'm gonna go with my. That's probably my favorite one of the weekend. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota minus 27 and a half uh, at home against Colorado. Uh, simply, it really comes down for me a couple of things. Uh, JT Strout has absolutely just fucking struggled, and this Colorado offense has struggled. Um, other than Petrus, Strout actually has the lowest QBR in the country. He was 5 of 21 last week, and they're just they're just a bad football team. Damn. Yeah, that's not around. good by Air Force, which Air Force, we've given our credit to, is a good football team. I like but, Air Force. But the, the offense they saw is nothing what Minnesota presents. And I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but this is Minnesota's division to win. I mean, we saw what kind of every team is presenting so far in the West. Um, this is Minnesota's for the taking, and I really like this offense. Tanner Morgan threw for 14 of 18 last week uh, with about 287 yards. And – we just don't give Muhammad Ibrahim sorry, enough credit on the ground. Like Because of his torn ACL last year, people just refuse to talk about him. And like me and JP said, he's probably a top three running back in the country. I don't see Colorado. like Same play, same theme of last week. I don't see Colorado entering double digits in this fucking game. And I would like to think Minnesota can get in the 40s as far as scoring. Can we beat – can we talk about that? I think you said something I kind of want to talk at you. Air Force not resembling kind of what Minnesota would do, kind of like what you said a little bit. Right. So I, 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 the I only re- resemblance is the Russian attack. Uh, obviously, they're two very different styles. But like you said, when Ibrahim is on the field, that Minnesota team is probably eight points better in spread-wise. Like the ability to have a superstar behind an offensive line that's been really good is just – it's it's a different kind of football. Like you're just gonna get bullied if they can't. If they got pushed around by Air Force, and now Minnesota has a better defense. I mean, you got beat thirty nothing last year in Boulder, and that was without Ibrahim. Yep, and probably a better Colorado. They, and they throw much better. Much. They pass yeah. the ball much better than they did last year. They've found a way to get Tanner Morgan comfortable again. This looks more like a 2019 Tanner Morgan. That it does, or it's twenty twelve. Dude's thirty five like, fucking years old. He should be comfortable. Yeah. So like, I actually ended up tailing Schaefer on this one, uh, and I have Minnesota. My, I hate Minnesota. They actually beat uh, who did they beat week one? Some fucking joke of a program. And as they walk out of the Mexico stadium, they go, State. "Who hates Iowa? We hate." Iowa. It's like a little cheer they do to like hype their fucking asshole loving ass. Uh, but they'll probably beat us this year because we can asshole, play offense and they yeah. can. So I don't know. Bunch of asshole lovers up there. Hate that, that love program. ass. Hate that program. Hate PJ Fleck, but I'm betting numbers, not teams here. Okay. There it is. There is a double play, same sided and a versus to start it off. Uh, I'm going to take probably one that nobody else has. Maybe Schaefer. It's along his lines. I'm going to take UConn plus the 48 at Michigan. 
I'm going, I think they can put up a couple scores. I think if Hawaii can put up one, I think UConn can put up two. This UConn team's a little bit more competitive, and I think 48 is a little too much. JJ McCarthy's getting the start. He had a huge week last week against Hawaii. Hawaii As sucks. everybody would. Everybody yeah, would. Hawaii <laughs> sucks. Um, so we'll really see it and see if UConn turned it around, but I think 48 is just a tad bit too much. I think 42 is more along the lines of what will happen. Yeah, like um, they're all like they're very right. Schaefer play. You have a very Schaefer based play. I, I like I just, it because Hawaii no, did cover. They did. I I'm not touching it solely because it's not 50. You got to get 50 for me. Any 50 point underdog, I'm taking. I appreciate there is one out there. there. Is there? Yeah, uh-huh. Alabama is a 51 or 52 and a half point favorite against somebody. Uh, right? Isn't that the line? 52 and a half. I think Alabama's favored by against some shit pile. Let me try and find it here. I am pretty sure there's a 50 point dog out there. There is. Oh, you're right, VP. There definitely is. Uh, uh, I believe it's Alabama. But I, I can jump on a play real quick. Oh, I see as, it now. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to Against Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, 49 oh, yeah. and a half. It's not 50 yet. It was 52 earlier. It'll so. get up there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have one. If I can jump. Go ahead, JP. Take it. Uh, I'm going to take Georgia State minus the 19 and a half against Charlotte. Uh, This Charlotte team is awful. They have not begun. They are 0-3, 0-3 ATS. They have been blown out almost every single week. Uh, Georgia State, man, has been through the ringer. Uh, They went and played South Carolina. Only reason South Carolina got up two scores is a couple block punts. And then they went uh, and battled North Carolina last week with a legitimate chance to win. This Georgia State team just wants to beat the shit out of somebody. They are tired of playing Power 5 programs with legitimate offenses and stuff, and now they're going to get a chance uh, at home to beat on a shitty team and play good defense, and I think they're just going to route them. Uh, So this is actually one of my favorite plays of the week. So I'll take Georgia State. This is actually a team we used to talk about how bad they were on defense. They are The passing improved. defense. I just yeah. mentioned that the other day to a buddy. Yeah. They were the worst team in the entire country defending the pass yeah. like two years they ago. They were awful. I think COVID year was they're like they were like the worst. Uh yeah. but yeah, this team just wants to beat the shit out of somebody and now they get their opportunity and I think they'll take every advantage of it. Um they're 0 and two, but like I said, two power five losses in close games. They just want to beat the shit out of somebody. That's a lot of that's a lot of confidence that's going to flow through that building. That's a good pick. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna. Well, me and JP are. If the ship if the ship goes down, we're going down together because I'm tailing this pick. I also have the, Georgia State minus yeah. 19. Uh, just, I mean, they gave up 617 yards of total offense last week to Maryland, and they've done it time and time again. They gave Charlotte. Up 41, that is yes, and yeah. they gave up 41 points to William and Mary. I mean. It, it lost I, to William and Mary. I haven't watched them since that Florida Atlantic game in week one, but oh, the scores tell God. it all, man. This, this They're defense awful. is horrendous. It's horrendous. Uh, so I don't need, I don't need to talk about it anymore, but yeah, I'm tailing with JP, Georgia state. Love it. Reese, give us another. Sorry. I thought I had skis here for a second. But, um, I thought you were frozen. I, I know. One that uh, the line does start moving a little bit that I'm interested in, uh, Mississippi State going down to two, uh, going to LSU. Talk to uh, me, we, saw LSU, we saw LSU in week one, and you're going to Death Valley. Um, I mean, that's the only thing that scares you a little bit about it, that it's not going to be a whole game for them. But Mississippi State's 2-0. You know, they haven't played the best teams, but they've done what they're supposed to do and win those games handily. 
Um, they got Bowling Green next week, so they're really not going to be focused on that. They're going to be, you know, focused on this game and not anything else. Um, the Will Rogers has looked really good for them. Um, and the thing that I, really, that I saw that I really liked is Mississippi State is 7-2 and two against the spread in the last nine. Um, so that's kind of what's pushing me there. And if that line keeps going down, I might take it yet because it was two and a half this uh, afternoon, and I just saw it down to two. So if it keeps going down, then I'm going to wait for that to go down too. So. Love it. Okay. Um, jumping to another one of mine. I'm going to ride with K-State again. Three weeks in a row, I'm going to ride with them until they prove me otherwise. I took a little bit of a more favorable line at 14. I didn't take the 14 and a half. 125 is the value. They're playing at home against Tulane. Tulane's two wins are dominant, but they're over Alcorn State and UMass. So What's that another number one. Again? 14. 14. Wait, what? Yeah, K State's a 14 point favorite against Tulane. I uh, 14 and a half is where I saw it. I took 14 at minus 125. I see the value. It'll be a two unit play for me. Um, I think K State rolls at home, and Tulane hasn't played anybody yet. So um, I like Wildcats. something. Are we missing something there? Is there something no, I don't going think on it's, that we're – that just seems just, too good to be true. I, I think as far as I think, my outsider's perspective looking in, um, I don't – I think last week State was set up for Kansas State to really win the game that the way that they did. Um, for it to rain as hard as it did and for them to have that thunderstorm, uh, the defense is solid, um, and they love to run the ball and then hold on to that lead for as long as possible. And we – we're two weeks in, and we have not seen anything from Adrian Martinez yet. I mean, I think last week, again, he was held to about 100 yards or something. I mean, they're refusing to him to make a play. Um, and, mm -hmm. I, and for that, I think they don't want to give Kansas State that many points because I think they know that um, if a team's behind, if they fall behind, which is why I'm in, in my Big 12's open conversation still, I'm not bought on them. I want to see Kansas State play from behind because I want to see them need – Adrian Martinez to try and go out there and make plays and not rely on Deuce Vaughn, which Deuce Vaughn's great. JP, here's your answer. I think the computer punched out that number after they inputted that two lanes won their first two games, 42 to 10 and 52 to nothing. But, but like played, I said, uh, Alcorn played, State and UMass. Yeah. So two of the worst, like you can't, Alcorn State, it's, it's its own thing. They don't play in the uh, yeah. FCS playoffs. Stuff. But UMass is literally one of the worst teams in the FBS. And if UMass like can put up 10, then I think not, uh, Kansas State will put up forty. So it's fair. It's not a fair. It's not fair. I didn't realize that was that. Low. I just think the rushing attack's too good. I think whether or not Martinez's stats are there, I think he sets up Deuce more just because of the threat of the run that they have not had as strong as without Martinez. So I like Kansas State to run the ball all over. I like him to cover the fourteen. I think it's just the computers punching in those numbers because Tulane's been dominant the first two weeks. So I, gotta, I like it. Somebody's got to talk to me about, I got to figure something out. We're going to have to do some looking on that one. That's weird. I like it. Uh, okay. Let's go over to Schaefer. Yeah. Uh, we'll stick with the big 12. I'm going to go the team across the uh, same state. I'm going to take the over at 58 and I'm a dumbass. I took it too early. It's at now at 56 and a half, but I got it at 58 uh, over 58 points with Kansas and Houston. Uh, I, I mean, this game is going to be one of two things. Either Kansas is just high off the two two great wins so far, and they get beat fifty two to twenty, um, or they're gonna they're gonna continue to impress people, and this is going to be a shootout. Since I have so many more plays than everybody, I'll just throw this in there, and then you can run with it. I have Kansas plus the ten. I think they stick with it. I don't hate it. Um, Houston was down seventeen to three last week against Texas Tech. Texas Tech is another team that. 
Um, we're not really sure of yet, but they have a solid quarterback. Um, and I think Kansas is very similar. Jalen Daniels has been absolutely fantastic for them so far. Uh, he had over 250 yards, three touchdowns. Um, and I think I'm higher on the West Virginia defense than the public is, but they've impressed me. And I think that Houston is going to be able to put up points again as well. I don't think Kansas's defense is worth anything. Um, and I just think that I think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout. And I may look like an idiot buying into – the uh, Kansas height, but I think Clayton Tune in the offense for Houston is going to put up points just fine. And I think Jalen Daniels in the offense at Kansas is going to put up just fine. And the thing, the thing about Kansas with me too, is that they can run the ball really well. Um, they, they really, they, they can do both and their offensive line hasn't been a slouch yet. Um, so I expect a big 12 old fashioned points in that game under 60. The only, like, wow. I got to take it. The only note I had on that is if you would have told me, four weeks ago or five weeks ago that I was going to take Kansas plus the 10, I would have been like, ah, probably not. They, they get very <laughs> well. Not. They get very well. They play Duke next week. They get very well before and uh playing yeah. Iowa state in two weeks. And this is the play that I'm not, oh, I, it's a very, it's like an 80% play for me. I'm going to throw a half a unit on it is all. I just think this Kansas team has impressed me this far because if you would have told me going into last week, I would have never touched Kansas. And then they showed out, balled out, and took a win in overtime. Granted, it was probably a seven-point win, but when you run a pick six back, yeah. the game's over. You say, "Hey, 15. that's that's worth everything to an over." Well, yes, sir. West Virginia for blowing that parlay. But there it is. There's that game. Uh, JP, take us to another one. Yeah, I'll take Cincinnati minus the twenty-two. Uh, pretty ugly number with where it sits on a betting line. Uh, but Cincinnati plays Miami of Ohio. Uh, Miami, Ohio is not a bad Mac team, uh, but they do have an issue with the ability to defend the pass. Uh, but Cincinnati has been able to throw the ball on an Arkansas defense. And then obviously last week in a blowout win, uh, they're very one dimensional on offense is Miami of Ohio through two games. They rank 108th in pass at 66 in rush. And that, I think that Cincinnati defense is good still. I don't think it's great. I think it's solid, uh, I just think this is a little bit – this is just a – I think it's a little bit of a lopsided game. I do think Cincinnati's worth the juice a little bit still. I don't think that Miami of Ohio is as good. Uh, maybe – not as they've looked because they haven't really played anybody tough, but I do think that they're a little more – you know, they're more of a MAC team than they are a good team. Let's just say that. And the MAC may be attacked a little bit this weekend. We'll see. Okay, Reese, take us to another play. Uh, talking about this one with, about, uh, with Jordan here on Fortnite a little bit ago, but one I really like, uh, Nevada plus the 23 and a half at Iowa. Um, just don't see if they're going to stick with Spencer, just don't see them putting up, even if they put up 20 some points, they're still going to give up a touchdown and a field goal, maybe give up a 10, seven points, something like that. And there's just no way that Iowa team puts up 35 or 28 plus. So. Just see them covering that. Uh, Wolfpack's also 5-0 and against the spread in the last five road games. And the Hawks are 0-4 against the spread in the last four home games and 0-3 and, and 1 in the last four ATS overall. So Nevada hasn't also, yeah. like, they haven't had the – they've had three easy games to start their season so far. Um, they lost to Incarnate Ward last week, but that's a pretty solid FCS program. Um, but, like I said, I just 23.5 is a lot for an Iowa team that has just hasn't shown that they can score the football yet, so. I'll be interested to see where that line goes, whether that moves up or down. It would have three be points. It was it was at twenty. It was at sorry at twenty. 
I bet you it gets to 24 or 24 and a half. So I like it. I, well, I don't know about it, but I, I respect it. That's for sure. Um, okay. I'll jump to maybe one that somebody else has, but I felt like I was missing something. I'll take app state minus a 12 and a half at home against Troy. I like it. I like it a lot. I'll take game, college game day in Boone, a team coming off a massive win in Aggieland. Uh, 12 and a half. I know App State's going to get theirs. It's just whether or not they can hold off Troy with that subpar defense. Held to AM to 14 last week. I'll take App State minus 12 and a half. I think they win by two scores minimum at home. It's a scary one. That's a little hangover spot. That's my yeah, only worry. Hangover college game day is just. Uh... I want to know what college game I don't know. If, like, I think the hangover is ruled out when college game day is there. Like that place can be rocking, man. I wonder what there's a, like what the stat is on teams at home with the spread when hosting college game day. I would love to know that stat. I'm sure it might be different somewhere. for teams that seven and no, about to be fifty-eight no. <laughs> teams teams that have never sniffed college game day, and honestly, it's pretty shocking that they're going. But I like it. I think they win by two scores anyway. Too hot, too hot to cool off now. Um, Troy hasn't shown me anything in it anyway, except for beating me earlier in the year with Ole Miss. I want to say or Maryland, yeah, one of the two. By, lost by eighteen to Ole Miss. Yeah, see, and I had twenty-one. So fuck you, Troy. I'm coming for you again. Um, okay, let's go to another one. Any more? Schaefer, you have one more, right? Uh, I have those three. Uh, I have a lean, but I also have a parlay in already. Um, I have a four-teamer <laughs> at minus 110. I'm just going to stay. Damn. Yeah, not great, but just I, I'm kind of looking at it as a play for me, like a, like a normal unit play. Um, basically, as what I just wanted to keep it. I got Georgia State winning the game against Charlotte. Uh, I have Notre Dame winning at home against Cal. People are probably like, what the hell are you thinking? I think this is – Notre Dame is not losing this game. You quote that for me. They are not losing this football game. I, can I thought the that. same thing last week. <laughs> That's a little – that is a little different. How so? Uh, I thought they were going to win by 21. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, – man. Anyway, then I got Washington State against the terrible Colorado State team and their money line. And then – Nightcap, I got USC at home against Fresno State when, just winning the football game. I think their offense is too good that Fresno State's just not going to be able to keep up with them. So I will also, slide another in there. I will, I'm will. i taking USC minus a 12.5 at home against Fresno State. I'm not a believer of Fresno State. Probably should have lost last week. So I'll take USC. Lose. I think they're going to remain hot. Last week. Yeah, they did lose last week at the buzzer. Okay. I'm gonna take it. Yeah. Next so, play. They lost Clarifying. We'll take the play. Clarifying. Uh I have a couple that I'm waiting on the number to go in my direction. Uh and then one that uh me and Schaefer have talked about a ton, but yep. I'm starting to I think, think I'm just it. good. I think I'm, I think just, I'm gonna I take might, it. I, I'm thinking Vegas is making me forcing me to take the one, so I might go the other way and play the Vegas line. What are you? you know I'm, I'm going Vanderbilt. I think I'm going Vanderbilt. Yeah, this is the one. The I, this makes me think that Vegas wants you to take Vanderbilt so bad that if I take NIU, I've just – it's like I smell it. I smell it. I smell the rat. There's something going on right there. Just fishy. I, NIU got a battle with Tulsa, lost close last week, and then – but was also in a battle with Eastern Illinois. And so it's like, yeah, which one do I really good. believe in? Just, is Tulsa even that good? Vandy obviously beat the tar out of Hawaii. And then, uh, I mean, that's a team that could score points legitimately. Uh, problem is, is neither one of them can play defense. 
So Vandy ranks 107th, but NIU ranks right behind him at 108th. Uh, <laughs> but that is, I mean, I think that's a line of scrimmage difference. You still have Rocky Lombardi at NIU. I still think that's a team that's good on I, offense, but I think they've gotten worse in the trenches. Right, uh, and I think Vandy that should they be able just to saw a juggernaut over. last week, whereas Northern Illinois is not. I mean, you see Sam Hartman and Wake Forest coming to town. That's a good offense. Mm. I know that Vanderbilt's not very good. But that's much more of an offense of what they've seen than what Northern Illinois has seen all year so far. So yeah, for sure. I like I think, the matchup up, up front. Yeah, I understand that too. So that's why I like Vandy. But I'm like, you know, smelling something there. I'm smelling something maybe. But there are some disgusting three and a half lines out there. Three of them to be specific with you that I want no part of. I bet I'm taking one of them they're going to talk about. Great. Tell us your last play, Reese. BYU. Oh, 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 Reese, you are a ball. I took them. I took them week one and they took care of business. I was warned to stay away from them in week two and they did their thing. Week three, they got a big game going to Oregon. Jaron Hall. I would have felt good about that. I would feel not terrible about that if Oregon hadn't put up 70 last week because I thought Oregon's offense was just like non existent. Eastern Washington. I was like, and hey, what JP said last week. It doesn't uh, we, matter. We, conference rules. we bet. We bet against. We bet on a guy named Grammar. Shabby would never do that. I'm never gonna bet on a guy named Bo Nix. That's that's gonna be my rule. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet with. Not Oregon. a bad rule. Not, I'm not gonna bet rule. on a guy named Bo Nix. <laughs> okay, there it is. It's gonna. Uh, that one sucks. And then Penn State at Auburn at three and a half. That line sucks. Unless somebody. Dude, has I'm pretty that. sure that was somebody the line have last that? year too. Terrifying. And then what's the other one? Wash or. Michigan State goes to Washington. Three yeah, I look, I kind of like Washington's money line there. I feel like they could beat that team. It just feels so gross. I have to see. Yeah. I haven't seen Michigan State enough against legitimate competition to know what to do there. But like, doesn't it? All those games feel like I should be taking plus points and not looking back. But then I'm like, well, maybe I take the three and a half because Vegas is telling me not to. They're like begging me right. not to. They're begging me to take the three and a half the other way. But um, and, like, good. and like BYU has shown that they're a good team this year. Like they haven't shown they have like they played a great game with Baylor last week, and I mean they did what they're supposed to do against USF, and I feel like mm-hmm. this is a great spot for them. And this is one of those teams that has a shot to be one of those G fives at the end of the year. This is a game they have to win, and they're going to go in there and they can do it. And you're giving me points with this good team and that great quarterback they have right now. Like I feel good about it. All right, you're oddly impeccable reasoning there, counselor. I like it. <laughs> Um, uh, my last play is I'm taking both sides of the uh, upset win last week for App State. I'm going to take A&M minus the five at home. I think Miami starts off too slow too often, turns the ball over too often. I think they look like shit against Southern Miss. I don't think they've played anywhere near where the ranking is or where the hype is around them. I think A&M takes care of business at home at night, um, and they got to come back to keep that fan base engaged. They'll be there. They'll be loud, and I don't think Miami handles it, nor have they handled big games well in the past. Um, in recent years. So I like AM minus the five. I think they bounce back very cleanly and win by at least a score. And then I really want to hit a big underdog this week, fellas. I want to hit a double digit on the money line, but I don't know if I will. I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think any of the underdogs that I liked a lot had. I want. Even- I have two lines that I really want to go my direction. One of them has been, the other has not. Uh, can I state those quick? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I will allow that. I really wanted Old Dominion's line to go up from ten and a half. It's dropped to nine and a half. They're playing uh, Virginia. 
Old Dominion struggles on offense, uh, but they did get a win over Virginia Tech, a team that Parks had bet on last week and actually showed some life uh, against another Power 5 opponent. Uh, they were beaten by ECU on the road. It's kind of a spot that ECU has got a hell of an offense. Um, but for Virginia, Brandon Armstrong have looked horrible. Brandon they Armstrong has not bad. been good. Uh, and they can't play defense either. And so it's like a team that has been struggling super offensively, and then it's on the same side, they can't play defense at all versus a team who's probably flying with a little bit of confidence. You know, you got a power five win. Uh, ECU kind of blew you out of the water, but that team's good. Uh, ECU is good. Or do I take the kid who was unreal last year with the arm, but he's the only reason they're in any football games. I mean, literally, if he can't run for 60 and throw for 240, that Virginia team can't move the ball. And so I want, if that's at 10 and a half, I think I'll end up taking it, but it dropped to nine and a half. Uh, and then if I get Oklahoma at 10, I'll take Oklahoma at 10. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily – it's more of a – I think Oklahoma is a better defense than we've seen, and it's just a weird spot for Nebraska. As much as they're going to be up for that, and I think they'll be ready to go, I just think it's a lot to ask uh, that team in that spot. Just It's a weird, it's just a weird week, um, and I think they're more likely to just not come out flat but just not come out – too hype at that point, uh, but that line I cannot dropped. fucking believe none of you guys took Oklahoma minus the eleven. Yeah, I want. 10. We literally cannot stop anyone. Yeah, I looked yeah, at that. Stop, guys, that's another. You guys reason. put up points. Yeah, but yeah, they do put up against points. Georgia Southern. We put up points against Georgia Southern. Uh, we put up twenty-eight against Northwestern. Twenty-eight. Nebraska's offense ranks twenty-fourth in yards per game, almost five hundred per game. Uh, but they've also given up 500 yards per game. They are minus one in turnover ratio. Thompson is four touchdowns, three interceptions, but has sacked seven times already. Uh, Here's a uh, good stat for you guys. Nebraska was 214-0 and in Memorial Stadium when scoring 35 I points. That. I saw that. Except now. They are 214-1 and <laughs> after that. What's hey, like you can say you were there points. for that moment. I'm sure you're proud of that. I was also there for the BYU Hail Mary. I've seen some shit, dude. I've seen some fucking shit. Where were you for Husker history? <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen some shit in that place. Literally. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, if I get Ted on that, and if I have to buy it from 10.5 to 10, I will. Um, but I'm just hoping I don't have to buy it, so I'm waiting. We'll see. It's, I, I saw it. It opened at 14.5, I believe. Yeah, it, it fell a lot. I think you yeah, can get down. under 10. I think people, it's get under 10. I, and I understand why people believe that Nebraska is going to come out with an absolute fire. Big spot, big game. Uh, you're kind of going off this roller coaster ride. Maybe they're up by the end of the week. I th- from everything I've heard, is they like the interim that they're bringing in, and then you're bringing Oklahoma to town, which is already a big. It's already a big rivalry. If you want to call it a rivalry, I don't know if it's a rivalry per se because they don't play as much anymore. But it's still a team you're not a fond of, and so it's still going to be packed. There's still going to be people there. So I get why it's fallen. Uh, so I'll get I'll, if I get ten, I'll be very happy with ten. That'll the only thing that has not fallen this Nebraska football season is the ticket price of that game. It's going to be sold out. It's they're oh, still yeah. two fifty a pop. Like it's going to be nuts. It, the eleven a.m. game might is, is shocking. It still pissed me off. It was supposed bit. to be game, it was supposed to be game day. That was their whole idea. Is they're going to throw that right? You know, there. I thought that, but then I thought I literally think they just decided where to go for game day based upon A and M and Appalachian State because I think yeah. if A and M wins that game, I think game day is at A and M. Why not? Why not go to Oregon? That's a it's fair a top, question. Too, but I think they would have if they wouldn't have gotten blown out week one. 
But BYU look good. Yeah, but literally. BYU has a lot of big games on their schedule still. A lot. So that's that's when they're going to go to BYU. Yeah, yeah they're going to play true. Utah still. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they bring in Notre Dame and Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I think there's one other big one that they USC, have. USC, I think. Yeah, so like they have big games left. That's why they didn't go to that one. And by the way, who wants to go to fucking Eugene? I bet it's a cold <laughs> college town. I don't. I go get free Nike shit, fuck man. Off. Come on. God. I heard Eugene's beautiful this time of year. I'm sure it is. <laughs> you know what's not beautiful? That football program right now. Fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> 70, dude. Um, okay. Closing thoughts on week three. Things you're looking forward to. We kind of already touched on games or lines that we hate. If you had to pick an underdog, uh, who are you taking? Vandy. Jordan? Yeah, Vandy, Kansas. Uh, but to be different, I'll to be different than Schaefer for Vandy, I'll take Old Dominion if I have to. Um, I guess if I have to take one, I'll say Michigan State. That's a dog. Yeah, they are a dog. Shocking, honestly. When I scrolled back, I wonder, line, Reese, for is, uh, is yours the do home? Me to get home a, dogs? Do you want me to give a different one compared to BYU? Or no, no, just that's we're mine. just recapping. Okay. okay, that's mine. But. We should all throw our favorite play in a parlay. Let's see if we can't hit. Fuck. I'll um, put up Georgia State. I'm throwing Nevada in mine. I'll put up Georgia State. You want Nevada? Nevada <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair, That's fair. fair. Fair enough. I, just, I was going to win this game, but I don't know, man. Why would I tell you no? Why would I tell you oh. no? That's your favorite play of the week, Reese? Yep. That is a great play, Reese. God Reese? damn, I don't want to take I'm it. Most I'm, exci- I'm most excited to, to watch the BYU it. game because it's going to be a good game. The Nevada-Iowa game is not going to be an interesting game. Like, it's going to be a low-scoring fucking 20. I don't, I don't know if you guys, like. Give me your favorite plays. Need to consider. USC, please. USC, Okay. Schaefer, what did you say yours was? Schaefer, I'm looking at you. Favorite Minnesota. play, buddy. Minnesota, I said that. Okay. Yeah, Jordan, when he listened. No, you didn't you, say you that guys, loud. You guys need to consider. I watched. Because. I went back and watched the Ohio-Penn State. That over looks nice because, holy fuck, Ohio can't tackle. They, tack, they uh, rank in the top 100 in every statistical category on defense. They are fucking bad. Uh, we're, I'm, time, putting I think, I think, I'm putting this bet in. I'm putting this bet in. I think Ohio will. Uh, what are the ads on the Jordan? Unit or half? Although unit. I don't. Wow. Uh, five would be $62. Huh? That's pretty good. What? That's pretty good. Five would win you 62. Sounds like a winner. 10 would win you 124. I think you guys can take your uh, girlfriends so, out to a nice dinner after that cashes. That that's a little, no. that, that's a dinner. That's a dinner for two at a nice, you know, Texas Roadhouse. That's a prime rib, a little side Absolutely. of baked mashed potatoes. <laughs> is what it is. That could be a Texas Maybe Roadhouse. Pasta, some Olive Garden. Oh, Olive Garden's for peasants. I will stand <laughs> by that. I fucking despise that place. I used to think I used to think Olive Garden was a fancy restaurant. I did too. I think everybody did that. They they ingrained it in your head as a little kid, and you were I like, actually oh, did though. 
their twenty five hundred calorie fucking <laughs> chicken parmesan or three thousand whatever. The All right, is. calorie boy, let's relax. That that takes care of it, baby. You're good. Yeah, there's your servings for the day. <laughs> your chicken parmesan. Just eat once. That's all you need to do. <laughs> Shaper's ideal restaurant would be chicken, rice, and then just in the morning, just eggs. Just eggs. Nothing else. Nothing along with them. No pepper, no salt. Just eggs. I salt with egg. Fucking gross. Gross. Um, but, okay, that wraps it up. Week three picks are in. They are in the books. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, let's go to the NFL after JP lowers his hand for whatever reason he's about to say. Jordan, you have a question? Oh, we're going to that. I, no, man, I was going to pick the song, man. I didn't know we were doing the NFL. Oh, no, we're going to the NFL. I didn't know how much time we had. I didn't know how much time we had. Come on. I didn't know how much time we got um, five minutes for the NFL. Uh, I have one play for the NFL that I would like, and that's all I'm going to say. Anybody have NFL plays? I like Pittsburgh. I got a few. Uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh at home. Uh, plus one and a half right now. I don't. I know they're a little banged up on offense, but man, oh, holy shit, New England's bad. Their offense is fucking bad. Uh, I know TJ Watts out as well, but I mean Tomlin's underrated top five coach in the NFL. I mean he does such an awesome job. I think at home for them too. Uh, first game at home, a bad New England coming in. They're an underdog. It's crazy to me. That's that would be one for me. Reese, give us yours. I learned from week one to not take the favorites and take the dogs because they were barking last week. Um, so <laughs> early ones that I like, Seattle plus nine against the nine. There's a, dude, there's some big lines. Like there's there's a few games that are plus ten, plus nine, plus eight. I like Seattle plus the nine. Geno Smith. I don't know if you saw this. That he's covered every game he started going back to 2014, which is crazy to think about. But give me that. Um, and then Wait, did I they also, cover? Did they cover on Monday? They, they won. fucking won. <laughs> <laughs> and then also one I like because it's because the number is so big. And I know week one, it's hard to tell because, you know, Aaron doesn't have his guys anymore. But Bears plus the 10. That's a lot of points for a week two game where it's a Bears team who played better last week than they should have been expected. And the Packers team who just struggled, um, just couldn't figure it out on defense. And then the receivers just struggled. I mean, that guy drops the opening pass to go one for a touchdown. So. They got more stuff to figure out there, so the Bears um, with the double digits for a spread, I think it's just three points to take. So, um, I will take Cleveland minus a six at home against the New York Jets offense, who does another dick from their ass. So, there it is. I laid, JP, I laid in Minnesota. I laid in Minnesota. I also like I, Minnesota. I, I, I like that one because I'm a Vikings really fan, and they looked great on Sunday. Holy shit. What an entrance for the young man, thirty-seven-year-old head coach. What a fucking start! Take 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 Kansas City Thursday night as well. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. That line's up to four liter- and a half now. He's literally Superman in September. It's fucking unreal. Hey, uh, uh, can we mention really quick? How about the story of the weekend that's going under the radar? How about their defensive back just murdering footballs with his foot? That kid can oh, kick, yeah, dude. Yeah. Unreal. I'm going to draft him to be in my – yeah, I did have Harrison Bucker as well. And I had that he could do that. Ex-soccer player. Dude, he blasted that kickoff to the end zone. That was impressive. I'm going to throw in a random player prop too until they don't hit for me because that Jamar Chase that I was chasing that touchdown all last week, oh, my God, what a rush when it finally hit. So I'll probably throw in a little random player just like that like a – 
Not a lot of players are going to get as many targets as Jamar Chase, though, Reese. That's a pretty uh... – Yeah, I know. I'm, I was looking at, like, a Stephon Diggs or a Lamar Jackson to score anytime. Duh. That's um, going to be minus money. Okay. Now, last week. There it is. That's all the picks for week two and three, respectively. Um, no, actually, sorry, three and two, respectively. Uh, it was fun. We wrapped up a lot of things. We'll talk about our team throughout the year, but obviously a little bit bigger of a shitstorm. JP and I are in bigger shitstorms than Schaefer is, but we'll see where they all go. Um, okay. Probably thanks for joining us. JP, you can pick a song since you raised your hand. Yeah. Danger zone. Kenny Loggins. There's a lot of danger going on with these lines. Three and a half's all over the place. It's getting scary out there, fellas. Tread lightly. All right. Let's bounce back. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.